Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to the All by the Popcorn podcast. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And today we have a special guest, Nicole. <laughs> Hi. My sister. <laughs> it's nice to be here. Yeah, we're yeah, it's so, excited uh, to have you. Yeah. We we invited Nicole to be on this podcast uh, because she really Oh wait, do we talk about what we're doing today? No. <laughs> we we didn't. I didn't have what time. Are we, what are we doing today? We today we are uh, talking about Three different movies with three different names, but they're all about con men. It's the same story told three times. The first one is Bedtime Story from 1964. The second one is Dirty Rotten Scoundrels from 1988. And the third one is The Hustle from 2019. Yes, and my sister is a longtime lover of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Yes. And the second she saw this trailer in theaters, she was like... <laughs> Slapping Emily's arm like, oh my god, I won't have to watch this movie. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, can I be on your podcast? And I'm like, yes, let's do it. Like whispering in the theater. Yeah. Emily, I want to be on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so uh, I didn't even know that The Hustle was a remake. Emily and I just uh, completely saw the trailer and we were like... That looks interesting. We even did, like, a kind of trailer roulette on it, I believe. It was like, we talked about it. And then Emily's like, I think this is Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. And I was like, oh, I've never seen that. Maybe we should watch that. Yeah, because at the very end of the trailer, this tagline comes up, and it says, they're giving Dirty Rotten Men a run for their money, which is definitely a reference to Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Like, hardcore. Yeah, and it it is, uh, (laughs) as we'll talk about, uh, like, pretty much... An exact remake, um, pretty similar, but in 2019. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very similar. Um, between all three of them, really, I was very surprised. Uh, but, of course, definitely some differences in terms of era that they were made in. Even the sequence of which the events happen. Mm-hmm. Um, the first two were pretty much pretty, the same. Pretty much the same, yeah. And the same character names and stuff. But the third one, the sequence of events is a little bit different. But um, for the most part, it's basically the same same plot. Yeah, so it's two people. Because in the first two of them, there are two men who are conning women uh, into giving them money. Although I would say that the Bedtime Stories one, um, definitely Marlon Brando sleeps with them as well. Uh <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he's he is bad. <laughs> he's really bad. Um and he's we're horrible to these women. The the yes. second one which which is Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, uh it's not as like you're really vying for either of Steve Martin or Michael Caine cuz they're both kind of you know, they're different guys, but I think that Steve Martin brings so much like so much hilarity and so much like you just have to like him because of how funny he is to the role. Um, and even, like, in the end, y- you don't mind that they've both been conned. That's oh, the definitely. best part. The payoff is the best, actually, because I'm always like, yes, the woman, she did it! Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, and I love that, that that they brought that into the second movie, because I'm, I'm not surprised. I mean, we can just talk about the end of Bedtime Story right now. Yeah. Like, they, oh, yeah. Like, the girl just gets married to Marlon. <laughs> uh-huh. it's, such a, it's such a sign of the times, is yeah. basically. To me, it was like, oh my god, this is so classic 1960-something. Like, really? Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> exactly. And then he wasn't even happy about it. He was like, he was like oh, I couldn't, I couldn't stand being well, mean to her anymore. Well, I guess. I'm married to her now. I'm yeah. your life. Yeah, the ending <laughs> he was, was... <laughs> he's the one yeah. who, it's supposedly, as they were explaining throughout the movie, it's like, women are, they're not the weaker sex because they're the ones who basically, like, choose the man. Like, they are the ones who control the man, in a sense. And I think that's kind of the idea of the end of the first movie, uh, Bedtime Stories, because it is like he loses the fight because he now is has to be whipped and be a husband. <laughs> and that's not what he wanted, you know? Yeah. 
So basically, yeah. that's his like his his loss in a sense. Um, which is you're right. And her loss because yeah. apparently she's now married to this rat. He is. He's <laughs> not like, a cool guy. <laughs> he's not. He's not. I mean, I love Marlon, and I really thought he brought like a very a very good like character that like he was so bad and I like hated him but like mm-hmm. he's Marlon so yeah I had to love him but um but and the fact that he was just still so horrible even till the end cuz I cuz definitely a lot of comparisons between him and Steve Martin like Steve Martin was supposed to still kind of be that rat who yeah. really yeah, sleeps with women and then leaves them but like again they really jumped around a lot faster in Dirty Ron Scoundrels I felt than in like Bedtime Story or even The Hustle like I feel like both of those ones still kind of took the time to kind of like iron things out a little bit but then like again it felt very rushed for me with Dirty Ron Scoundrels but definitely a lot of comparisons between Steve Martin and uh, how he was still supposed to be like an asshole basically. Yeah Mm -hmm. I even felt that in some um parts Marlon Brando's character and Steve Martin's character they even had the same inflection in the stuff that they said sometimes Mm -hmm. and it was it was very interesting because Steve Martin really adapted that character and it sounded like the same guy almost at some points. Yeah, yeah, the way he yeah. acts and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The even yeah the the way he said things was exactly the same and stuff mm-hmm. and and it was just so funny. I could draw see all the parallels. Yeah, yeah, I can see that too because like Marlon Brando has like a very interesting voice in all of his films, and I can mm-hmm. definitely see Steve Martin maybe trying to mimic that a little mm-hmm. bit, kind of like yeah. the because Marlon can even have almost like a rascal type voice, like you know a very twenties, like mm-hmm. like you know very very like a classic, you know I'm a bad boy type of mm-hmm. like I don't know, but 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 from like the thirties, like definitely not from <laughs> now, like no, from, yeah, yeah. Very, like, old yeah. classic bad boy. I know what you're yeah. talking about. There's a certain tone that they used back then that people just don't use anymore, but, like... Yeah, yeah that was that was yeah. geared to be, like, this is a bad yeah, boy. Yeah, exactly. Watch out for him. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if he talks like that in, um... What is it that, uh... Tennessee Williams movie that he's in? Um, the one where... Tennessee Williams? Where it's, uh... <laughs> He's supposed to be like the bad the bad guy in that too and it's um it's the one Marlon Brando? Where, yeah, Marlon Brando. It's what am I trying to think of here? You're not thinking of on the Streetcar no, Streetcar Named Desire. Streetcar Named Desire. Yes. All right. Okay. Yes. And uh I think he's he's similar but in a much more comedic way in Bedtime Story. Oh, definitely. And uh, I feel like a lot of the comedy was I feel like only the hustle really brought in some very new mm-hmm. comedic uh, comedic aspects to where Dirty Rotten Scandals and Bedtime Story were pretty similar yes, in yeah. terms of the comedy and everything. Like mm-hmm. a lot the of sticks and everything were yeah. yeah well, I know I would say that Dirty Rotten Scandals increased it by a lot. Um, oh, for sure, when, yes. Yeah. But compared exactly. to the hustle, it's definitely those two are more similar than the hustle was to yeah. of those. Yeah, the jokes in the hustle were a lot more, a lot different because they are women who are doing this. So it's got it, and it's in 2019, which I think is the mm-hmm. biggest factor to the changes in the hustle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But definitely, when it comes to you know uh, Steve Martin's and Marlon Brando's character of Rupert, mm-hmm. like oh Steve Steve Martin Very definitely similar. takes it to the next level just because yeah. of how funny he is. Like, uh-huh. uh, I really don't take Marlon as a comedic actor, so no. I definitely. I definitely am not surprised that his Rupert was just very simple and mm-hmm. not very like he just he just didn't take it over the edge. Well, I felt like um, Rebels, uh, what was it? What Hortense. Was it? Hortense. Hortense. Yes. Was very similar to Marlon Brando's Rupert, uh-huh. and Steve Martin's Rupert was in a whole other level because it was just on a completely different comedic level. Yeah. And the the stuff that he did, and I like to this day. Um, I love using that, like, rubriced quote because it's so, like, <laughs> and, it's... and just Steve Martin and Michael Caine are just so great together. Yes. Like, just the yes. two of them. They have amazing just... chemistry. They really They're do. They're comedic masters, and I feel like they definitely have the best chemistry oh. between the oh, two yes. of them. for sure. All together. For sure. Oh, yes. the girls. So amazing. The girls are like, they try, but it does not work. Like, the two of them just no. don't blend whatsoever. And you're watching them and you're like, I don't really care about either of you that much at all. Mm hmm. Yeah, definitely not. I really only cared about them when, um, 
when the third guy came in at the very end. Like, I would like to see maybe another movie with the three of them together now. Yeah. Much, much like Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. I would have liked to see a second Dirty Rotten Scoundrels yeah, with, with the, the three woman. of them yeah. as a partner. Yeah. And I actually do appreciate that in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, the girl didn't have to end up with anyone. They're just... They're just business partners now. Yes. I mean, like yes. you can tell Michael Caine was like a little interested, like you know, oh, she's amazing. But like that could have that could have taken either direction. Like yeah, he was just in awe of her of her being this yes. amazing and being able to con both of them because again, they're he thought overly he confident. Was, he thought he was top of the food chain. And yeah, then she comes especially out on over Freddie. Both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I love how she didn't the girl didn't have to be with anyone in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. But then <laughs> married in the first one, and then they're like they're together in the third one. Like. Yeah. So, which I thought was a little bit, it felt a little bit forced to me between mm-hmm. Rebel and, um, what was the guy's name? The remember billionaire's name. The billionaire guy from, remember we deduced that he was in that How to Talk to Guys, Girls at Parties, uh, I think it's Timothy. Yeah, that, a- that alien movie. Yeah. <laughs> Timothy Simons, is that him? Is that him? Jeremy? Is that his name? No, that's not him. That's not, that's oh. not him. That's another person. <laughs> oh, I don't know who that is. Okay. But yeah, the, uh, oh, dang it. I closed it. No, you okay. didn't. No, I didn't. Yeah, but I, so that, again, that felt a little bit forced to me just because, you know, we start off the movie with Rebel, like, meeting for a date of someone that she met on, on, uh, whatever. Some app. Some app. Um, and, and she meets the person, and of course, she's using not pictures of her, and, <laughs> and then the person's not interested, and but then kind of putting her into the relationship at the end it it like i can understand why they did it but like it just felt very yeah it didn't need to to, it didn't need to be there yeah it, it i think that the screenplay for the hustle was not not that good to be honest like they just didn't that highlight the stuff that needed to be highlighted and that you didn't really know these characters very well and it just it tried to, especially it followed the exact like beginning of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels in so many ways that I think it just kind of, it fell flat because it was basically recreating it, and it needed to just stray away a little bit farther from that. Either that or stick exactly to the way it was before. I yeah. felt like there weren't, like, the the mid, the main sequences, like, the, the main scenes for example, the one where Rebel's standing in front of the fireplace and she's showing off all the skills that she's learned or whatever. It's mm-hmm. the same in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. They have the same scene. So they have very similar scenes like that, like in the train and stuff like that. But the the in-betweens weren't exactly the same and those kind of were led astray and kind of made the story not as cohesive as Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. And also there's... that makes sense. Yeah, there's just a lot of issues with this con that is in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels that cannot happen in today's world. Like, the fact Mm -hmm. that they don't know uh, anything about this guy that they think, oh, he's this tech billionaire, (laughs) which in the, the, she's the soap queen in the other two ones, but it turns out she's just won a contest, or like she says she did, and they have no way of looking this up. Like, they didn't have the internet. So, like, this is like a completely, like, they were like, oh, well, he just actually lost all of his money, and you're like, okay, I guess that's more believable, but again, I feel like you could look this stuff up and, like, find out, you know, if this guy has enough, like, that has money. Um, Yeah. So, there's also the idea that, you know, being, um, having a disability is, like, something, like, you can't have a Ruprecht character um, Mm -hmm. anymore because that's completely not okay to have in a movie these days. So, of course, they change it to, like, Hortense, which is just a more unrefined person. Um, <laughs> yes. So, I think that I mean, was a good choice. she looks like she could be a little bit, uh, like... Have some kind of disability. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even then, she she looks like she she might have, like, what is it called? Like, a multiple personalities or something. Like, something like that. Like, yeah. she thinks she's someone else. Yeah. Like, because cause she's, like, very historic. Like, she, she's wearing, yeah. like, like medieval times <laughs> medieval dresses. Clothes. That yeah. was so funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just very exaggerated. But yeah, I definitely think that a heist like this, I, like, yeah, a, a people are a lot more uh, uh, suspicious these days and, you know, they don't, you can't really con them easily. But I feel like with, with it being 2019 and with the use of, like, the internet and stuff mm-hmm. like that and, re- and better research, like, yeah. 
the story could have maybe been updated a little bit more. I still felt like it stayed very archaic and, like, just didn't really try. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, I did like the kind of background of Rebel Wilson having, like, scamming men and, like, just showing her doing that <laughs> in the bars was kind of kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I just wish that they they had taken that time to maybe, I don't know, tell us more about Anne Hathaway as well. I mean, they just, they, they kind of very, like, on the surface tell us about Rebel, but then don't even bother with Anne Hathaway. And mm-hmm. then and then in the other ones, they kind of just drop you right where you are and just kind of develop from there, which I kind of preferred. Yeah. Like, don't, with if you're men. not going to bother developing these characters, just them, yeah. don't bother at all. Yeah, yeah. Like, just... Just drop us in and let us figure it out and then have, like, a super fun, like, con, you know, heist thing. Well, they definitely did that in um, uh, Ocean's 8, and I feel like right. they mm-hmm, did mm-hmm. that even more, even better with, like, the different cons that the women pulled off. And Anne Hathaway's also in that and also does, like, a pretty awesome con and that you don't expect in that movie, so I think that if they had written it, like, some similar things, they should have gotten somebody from that series to help with these cons and heists. Yeah, Yeah. exactly, because I, again, I feel like this could have been a lot better, especially with, with today's movie making magic, and, like, just better writing in general. And they, yeah, they could have made the women's cons a little bit more complex, for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah. and and in the end, terms, sorry, continue. And in terms of, like, the, the training montages, I kind mm. of like that Bedtime Story didn't have one. Because it didn't, I felt like yeah. They, I felt like mm-hmm. they, took, they took that time to instead, um, which, of course, this was the first movie, so, like, they, they were the first ones to do it, but um, kind of showing how they showed up together on the same train. Like, he mm-hmm. was in Germany, and this guy, and, uh, what was it, Freddie was in Germany pretending to be, like, a, a lieutenant or something in the army. Well, he was. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he was scamming people while he was there, and then kind of how they kind of got together and kind of opening up both of those characters that you knew kind of who they were before you dropped them together. So, like, I enjoyed that, and I just wasn't too crazy about the montages because, like, the Dirty Rotten Scoundrels one made sense because you're just looking refined, but, like, in uh, The Hustle, she's, like, throwing knives and doing flips and shit. Yeah. She's, <laughs> she's not doing any of this. I like, know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't. It, I definitely like the Dirty Rotten Scoundrels one a lot. Yes. Yeah, just just how to hold a champagne glass and arrange and a, flowers and, 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 yeah. Yeah. and pretend yeah. pretend like you're very artsy by like touching the the flowers, like, <laughs> like so lean dumb. on the lean on the marble on columns, the like that correctly. was always one of my favorite sequences. Yes. Yeah, lean on the column in, in a refined and put, way. Put your hand in your pocket. And then, like, <laughs> Steve Martin's missing his pocket like every time until he finally gets it. So yeah, funny. So, like, a lot of great comedy with those, and I understand like using those to have, like, comedic outlets, and, and I liked how Dirty Rotten Scoundrels used used that one. It's definitely the better of the three movies. Yes, yeah. 100%. It's, I think it goes, to me, I would say Dirty Rotten Scoundrels on the top, then I guess Bedtime Stories, and then The Hustle. Um, yeah. The Hustle just didn't get a lot of things right. But I was gonna say, I did like in The Hustle how the, the uh, police chief was a woman, Mm-hmm. And agreed. She was very funny and like seemed like the most strict and, and interesting of all of them, I think, in terms of like the police chief people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, of all the right hand men to a uh, right hand person yeah. to Lawrence slash Josephine. And also yeah, the I, I liked her the best. And the, they, but the, they definitely had them both chemistry too. Yeah. Murren and Hathaway. Yeah, definitely. I felt. And the 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 uh a uh, person who, what was I going to say? I completely, oh, the butler in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels is Emperor Palpatine, and I liked him a lot, like, having him in there, because he wasn't in the hustle or in, in bedtime stories, like, as a character. Yeah, not as much as I feel, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. The butler in bedtime story was pretty much non-existent, except for waking up yeah. uh, Lawrence in the morning, and then... Yeah, the butler definitely seemed like he was very much in on it. I mean, I know that they had the butler in the hustle as well. Like, he kind of did some more side stuff a little bit, but no, definitely. I like the butler character a lot better. Mm hmm. In Dirty Rotten Scandals. I want to call it DRS. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also really <coughs> loved uh, Glenn Head- 
Headley in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, the the girl who they're trying to con, um, the soap queen, I think Mm -hmm. she was a very good match for both Steve Martin and Michael Caine, and very believable, and I could not even believe that she conned them at the end, because I had not seen this movie, and I watched Dirty Rotten Scoundrels first, um before I went and saw The Hustle, so, which I think was the correct choice, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Agreed, yeah, Um, for sure it was. And I was, like, totally, like, at the end when we thought that Steve Martin, um, that she had stolen all the money from Steve Martin, I I was watching this with my boyfriend, and he was like, she did it, she stole the stuff, and I was like, no, she's too sweet, she would never con them, she's, like, such a sweet lady. Yeah. (laughs) And she totally did. Yep, the casting on that movie was really, really good. Yeah, they definitely picked good people for each of those characters. And you could tell, like, her acting is amazing because in the end sequence, or the end scene when she comes up on the beach and she's this travel agent lady and Mm -hmm. talking about Australia and stuff, her demeanor is totally, completely different. You can see it in her eyes that she's this different person. Like, yeah, it just, she, she definitely has multifacets to that character that she plays. Yeah, I thought it was very well done by her and I, I mean I don't even know what other stuff that she's notably been in um she was like a I Dick, don't know. That's Dick a Tracy question. and Don John but like that's it she wasn't really in anything she's been in a lot of TV shows you know but um yeah I think oh she's she was in Monk for a while I think as a main character but yeah like she's just been she's been doing a lot of TV and stuff seems like but this this is a big big movie yeah yeah definitely for her at that time yeah i liked her a lot i i I did like how how the guy looked at the end of the of the hustle he was like super tanned and he like looked he looked very cringy i I couldn't look at him yes he was so oh my gosh he uh oh man and then his accent and everything (laughs) like I, I love that guy so much. He's so cute, and I just, I wanted to like him more, but I just, just I couldn't. Alex Sharp, that, that's the name of yeah. him. Alex Sharp. He's he's also the guy that's in How to Talk to Girls at Parties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do really like him. I think he's he's fun. He was a little bit awkward, like he's supposed to be. Um, and yeah, especially if you're conning people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely, that was like a, a weird movie, um, but still. Yeah. And I, I appreciate them trying to, like, develop him and Rebel together, but just, like, it just, it, it didn't go anywhere. Like, it was just not. Oh my god, you know what would have been a better twist? If he ended up being gay. Oh, man. Mm. Like, they totally missed the mark on that. Like, he has, like, his sidekick that, like, helps him do stuff. If mm-hmm. they added, like, a character that was his sidekick, and then that ended up being his boyfriend or his husband or whatever. And then and his partner. And they were just, like, playing women. I don't know. That might be too. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't it was, know. like, an extra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, maybe. But maybe if they played him, maybe if his character was a little more coy, like, oh, I didn't, I don't want to kiss you or something. You know what I mean? Like, less, not that he was, like, sexy in, in any way, really, but, like, even less so. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe. I, what do you guys think about Rebel Wilson being blind instead of being wheelchair bound? Do you think they did that on purpose, like, to change it up, or they just, maybe they thought pretending to be in a wheelchair was too like why would why would they choose a different disability is what i'm trying to say yeah uh i mean either way it's pretty inappropriate but yeah mm-hmm. disabled or like you know in, in any disabled way. in general in yeah. any way mm-hmm. whether you whether you're in a wheelchair or you're blind yeah. um i don't know what else they would have picked like yeah i, mean, I feel like yeah, because yeah. like that's that's her sh- that's her shtick, and that's like that's how the other ones are. So like, how would what you... if she had like vertigo or something, like, like what if, or like narcolepsy? Narcolepsy, right? Even yeah. even then, that's still like a disability. It is. <laughs> like like right. she's like at the table and she like passes out or something. I don't know. I can't think of a thing. Another thing that you could have. Why does she need one? I guess. What could it? What could yeah. It... I, I think what, she just what makes it add to it. She had to, yeah. Couldn't th- you think of a strategy that didn't? What if she just had like two broken arms or something that you know it's not a permanent thing and right? They needed not... that specific doctor or something like that. 
I mean. Yeah, to, like, repair your wrists, or you had a, she had a shattered hip or something, and she had to, like, have to have a certain doctor that could <laughs> A certain surgery her. that could, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe but if it I was think something, something not permanent, I don't know. It definitely was, like, the whole, like, con of the fact that the Dr. Schaffhausen turned out to be the, right. the other person, so that's why it kind of works where, like, they're having fun together while the other person has to watch, and it's like... They have to eat mm-hmm. eat their dessert. Like, they decided that they wanted to be in a wheelchair or they wanted to be pretend blind. And then the Dr. Schaffhausen can, uh, yeah, you know, right. play with them. And that's kind of like the... There's a lot of, like, funny things associated. Like when he's hitting Marlon Brando or when he's, you know, like whacking him or, te- uh, you know... Forcing him to watch them dance or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Which, that got a little weird at times. Like, especially in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels when they're like, maybe if he sees this kiss, it would would make him more motivated to say, I'm like, really? Can you just like... Can you, like, stop forcing yourself on this woman, this poor woman? I know, this poor lady. She's, like... Like, Michael Caine, at some points, was, like, almost sickening to me, just because of how... (laughs) of how much he was being. Yeah, I agree. He he (laughs) definitely And even in Bedtime Story, too, like... Oh gosh! Like, yeah, Marlon Brando was so pushy. He he was like sleeping with all these girls, and they just thought, you know, I, I just he would take a picture of their house like <laughs> today, modern day, and be like, "This old picture my grandma took." Like, really? Uh, How dumb do these women have to be? House. Wait, oh my god! <laughs> the hedges are exactly the same as in yeah. twenty years ago. Yeah, which is which is so. Which is so interesting, and I'm not surprised that a movie from that time would have that strategy. Just, like, cre- complete ridiculousness of, like, I'm gonna take a picture of this house. Like, how dumb were people? And I'm gonna rub it with some grass, and it's gonna look old. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I think the 80s one is definitely more believable and a lot more, like, kind towards the women that they're conning, because they're conning all these rich women, and then the girl that they choose... Uh, as the soap queen is definitely the most likable in terms of like she turns around on them and you're like so excited about that because you really like her and mm-hmm. in bedtime stories you're like I kind of like her and then same thing in Dirty Ron Scoundrels you're like I guess I kind of like him he's kind of a cool guy but you know yeah yeah, I also want to mention uh, the opening to Bedtime Story. I loved the little like pop up book. Oh yeah, yeah that, was that was. I adorable. thought that was super adorable and like creative and uh, very different to how the other ones open, which I feel like they just like start. Yeah, like uh, well, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels they show like pictures of the uh, Riviera and then they right. and then they're playing the same music. It's very similar music, yeah. if not the same. Yeah. Oh, and then in the hustle, there's that cute little like animation sequence where the two of them are just oh, like yeah. wrestling and yeah. yeah, they're just like pick on each other yeah. and like, uh-huh. each other basically. Yeah, yeah. That I, I thought that was very right. cute. I yeah. I, I like yeah, the opening to that one, but definitely the opening to Bedtime Story was my favorite. I also am curious, like, what do you guys think Bedtime Story means? And like, I was thinking that I don't know. Like, like, is it because he kept telling all these women stories, like, oh my grandmother, and then he would get them into bed? Well, it it was like a frame story of like this is a bedtime story about a wolf and a fox. Um, but... <gasps> because it was a storybook at the beginning. Yeah, mm. and that's what it says. Like, uh, but I don't know why that. Like, I don't know why they had to do it that way. But yeah, yeah, because there was like the narrator, and then the girl walking to her house in Germany kind of looked like a little Red Riding Hood, and then Marlon Brando was behind the tree as like the wolf. Like, so like it. I guess to start off, it made sense, but then it definitely yeah, it didn't. It didn't continue of... to make sense. Like... Well, it says um, on the the poster of Bedtime Story, it says the tagline is the funniest story ever put between bed covers. Mm. <laughs> what? That's what the, that's what it says, and there's yeah, a picture of a bed. So I, I don't know what exactly that's supposed to mean. Like. That's kind of similar, Emily, to remember when we watched the, well, that... His Girl Friday. His Girl Friday, yeah, and the poster for His Girl Friday had nothing to do with the movie. If there's one thing you can rely on, it's that it's that 19... Like, between 1930s and the 1960s movies compared to their posters make no sense. <laughs> they were completely... Yeah, but this one has, like, I, a I cute... Remember- cute little picture of the two of them pulling the woman on the top, like, I want her, I guess. Yeah. Which kind of is cute, I guess. Um, yeah, and then she's, yeah, and then, 
So she's like cuddling up to Marlin, and then she's like got her hand on top of Lawrence's hand, showing he's probably looking at his at her ring. <laughs> Maybe, like. probably about to snatch it or something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's very very interesting. Uh, the funniest story ever put between covers. That's interesting. That's so like you know, covers. Like I'm not surprised. Covers for a book, but it's referring yeah. to like a bed instead of a book. Like book covers, you know. Yeah, which which yeah, which makes sense because by the end they're they're trying to sleep with her basically, but yeah. then, you know things happen. But yeah, yeah, I guess it's it's a it's a pretty sexualized movie for this time. It is, like, mm-hmm. yeah, especially with Marlon and how uh, promiscuous he is. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. I did like in the beginning how he caught he talked his way out of getting um like the the marshal like getting getting in trouble with his chief in you know his oh, yeah, like cuz he'd gotten caught yeah cuz he was like this kind of looks bad for you they were uncovering all of his scams and he like could have like i don't even know what could have happened like he, he used his he own scams against against him he was like look at how bad this makes you look do you really want yeah. like people to know that he i've been doing everybody. this yeah and, yeah and he's like no i don't and then his his daughter calls and he's like Oh, Pete, that was our house. Did you know that? And he's like, you did this to my daughter as well? Oh, my God, they're never going to forgive me. Just get out of my face. <laughs> I know. And then, God, and then he's like, if you just, if you have me leave the army now and go on leave, I can't, I can't get taken in or something. Like, uh, some ridiculous thing where he should not have let him go. <laughs> no. No. Um. Also, something they brought back was um, in, when... Uh, Steve Martin is in, in the jail cell, and he's trying to remember the name of Michael Caine's character. <laughs> yes. Which is... Lawrence Jesterson and James <laughs> Chesterson. Such a funny part. And, like, the way Rebel yeah. Wilson... I'm glad she, like, did it for a little bit, because I, I wanted them to call that back. Um, yeah. But I was... It's so funny when... She's, when Steve Martin that she tries to flirt with them. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. Aunt, because Anne Hathaway tells her that it's a bunch of, lesbians. A bunch of lesbians live there. <laughs> so she's trying to hit on. She's like licking the bars <laughs> itself, yeah. and she's like, oh, she I'm starts pregnant. to stand on it, like do like a little pole dance on the the bars. Yeah. It felt, it felt, a lot of her stuff felt almost improvised, like, especially while she was in that jail cell, just, like, being like, oh, oh, I'm pregnant, and then, you know, just, just switching off to everything that she could think of, just, like, She's right like, I don't date pregnant second. women. <laughs> oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah, it's, it was really funny. Um, I think because I watched Dirty Rotten Scoundrels before I watched The Hustle, I didn't, I did not realize, like, when I was watching Joe Ryan's calendars, I was so excited because I had just seen the Hustle trailer and I was seeing all this stuff in the Hustle trailer in the movie Dirty Ryan's Scoundrels and I was freaking out. I was like, this is just like it. Like, and then when I saw the movie, I was just, I was excited because of how similar it was and what they were doing on the train and, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And Hortense. Yeah, I... It had been so long since I had seen Dirty Ron Scoundrels that I almost forgot what it was really even about. And then after I watched The Hustle, I kind of feel like I watched The Hustle technically first because it had been so long. And then I watched Dirty Ron Scoundrels. I was like, wow, these really are the uh, really the same. Mm-hmm. And then, damn, Bedtime Story wasn't even different. <laughs> it was like such a different experience. I was yeah. like, wow. Yeah. Really, really interesting. I think we should all visit Beaumont sur Mer because that place is oh my beautiful. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very it's a very interesting backdrop for this movie. It's it feels almost like a place that's that's cut off from 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 time and the rest of the world. Like it's just it's like yeah, its own the same its own little thing. The same for seventy and, years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you could just do whatever you want there because like it's just it's really just for tourists and like the people who live there just don't even care. Like it just these con artists can just stay there and do whatever they want. It's it's interesting. I don't know. It's an interesting place. So Emily, you got some questions for us, or have we already answered all of them? Um, some of them, some of them we did. Let's see. Let's go through. Um, I guess we kind of uh we covered Rupert and Hortense, but who who was your favorite between Marlin, Steve, and Rebel? Um, obviously Steve. Yeah, like, <laughs> Steve. Yeah, yeah. His, his Rupert is hilarious. When he's driving the car. Oh my god. 
<laughs> drive in the car, yeah. Think about his balls dropping or whatever. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Little he pees or like there. yeah, when he pees and he's holding his Triton or stabs himself with his corked fork. Yeah, the fork the is eye. corked. Yeah. <laughs> the, one, the one thing I remember watching that movie is that is that thinking it's such a weird thought, but whenever Steve Martin would stick the whole cork in his mouth, yes. I would always like, imagine like the cork being really dry and then just like tasting like cork and sticking to your mouth as like you're trying to get it out. I don't know why, but it's like it has well, it has uh, applesauce. It's on got it. applesauce on it. You're right. You're right. <laughs> and then uh, the sequence when he gets introduced to um, Lawrence's soon-to-be wife in his quarters, mm-hmm. and he's banging the pots and pans, yelling yeah. Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and the second he says like we're moving to we're going to Texas, he like starts like doing like, Tulsa, like, knocking the cat. He's knocking all the stuff off the shelf like yeah, a cat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like Rupert. So funny. Yeah. We're talking about what what do we do when Uncle So and So comes and he pulls his glove out and puts lube on it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Get his prostate check. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. They can't do that after today. that. <laughs> takes off the glove. Yeah. Or he goes to hug him on the bed and he like pulls him over. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Michael Caine's like, okay, Rupert. Okay. And he's like wrapping his arms, his legs his leg around him. He's yeah. like, okay, okay, Rupert. And he's like, they're so <laughs> funny. The two of them. Yeah. Oh man, I wish they would do something else together. Like they're so funny. They're such a great pair. Yeah. Um, I guess we kind of already talked about this one too. But which ending did you like the best? I have to go with Dirty Ron Scoundrels. Yeah, definitely, oh, definitely. Because my jaw was on the floor, just like Michael Caine's. Like oh, this woman, it was her. She did all this. Yeah. I I did did like the ending of the hustle. I it did end on a smile for me when the the two girls like it. it it was like six months later, and it was Christmas time, and they were like in London. Yeah, and, still doing it. And like they had, they did that funny gag where they're in those dresses that are shiny. So when they bend over, it looks like a a ball or presents or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I was, I mean, I laughed at that. And then when they got in the boat, and I just thought it was adorable. Like I was like, oh, that's a great ending. Yeah, that was cute. Yeah, um, but th- definitely the the like the dresses being like disguises was really funny mm-hmm. yeah i loved that part that was like the most that was the funniest part of the trailer i thought was <laughs> yeah was like trashy dress did it again yeah. <laughs> yeah, <it was> so <laughs> good yeah. so funny yeah um we we kind of covered this one too but who's your favorite right hand partner to lauren slash josephine um in, in terms of the the chief police the female one yeah oh uh, yeah oh i i i mean I did really like the one from The Hustle, um, just because she stood out to me a lot, and I, mm-hmm. I liked her attitude. Yeah. Yeah, and again, I really liked her and Anne Hathaway's uh, chemistry. They seemed like they'd they'd worked together for a long time, and how she was speaking to her, like, in, in French, I think, about, like, you know, what do you want for dinner? And they're like, oh, Caesar salad. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> like, making making a yeah. rebel wait in the, in the jail. Yeah, so and then funny. when she's like, you want me to kill her for you? Uh, I can do that. I can put, like put something in her a drink and I, there's all these ways and she's yeah. like don't kill her and she's all like i'll three do of it them we're like you want me to kill him <laughs> yeah. so ridiculous like no don't kill him no no um which scam would you fall for so i guess i really any of them the one where it takes a picture of your house <laughs> and brings it to you <laughs> oh, so dumb. Um, um your uh, your sister your sister got taken by sex sex slave people. <laughs> oh, um, man. Yeah, maybe that which... one. Um, definitely, uh, the, the whole jewels thing, I think, I wouldn't fall for those. Like, giving up jewels like that for, some, for like, a prince of another country. I mean, it's, yeah. it's 2019. You know what's up. Like, we have internet scams that do the same exact thing. So, you know. Yeah, I thought Rebels was really interesting in the very beginning when she's like, oh, yeah, my... My sister is gonna get like a boob job or something, and so she. No, the woman what, what who happened? was. It's her friend, so she's pretending yeah. like, oh, my friend couldn't show up. That's but right. She wants to she get wants a, boob to a boob job. Yeah, that's a pretty good one because all the guys are so shallow, and she's taking advantage <laughs> <Yeah>. of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That I like that one a lot. So I think that the most believable one, I don't like who would give up their money. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. The most believable one would be like, oh. Um, my friend needs a boob job, but the other one's, like, the jewels and stuff. I don't know. 
Yeah, they seem they seem pretty like ancient and not really. <laughs> not that I would be scammed, but that someone else would be scammed into yeah. into it, mm-hmm. right? And or getting married to somebody know. and then finding out they have like that could be a thing, like somebody who. That's true. If you get to know like Michael Caine long enough to want to marry him, mm-hmm. and then and then, but what what so in the in the Dirty Rotten Scoundrels one, they would just. They would give back the like expensive like rings or something. Like, how, what would they get out of that? Like, it was just yeah. It didn't. It wasn't clear of... that they gave that he they oh, gave right. him any money because in the hustle it was like they gave them the really expensive rings. Well, um, no. So there's one there's one lady that he's like, oh, I feel like a kept man. I'm gonna go rip up the check right now, and she's like. No, I gave him cash or whatever. So maybe it was for something. Yeah, I maybe think he was still he, playing the prince again. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he well, yeah, he was. He was saying, he was like, yeah, they were like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna bring home two princes, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 So it's still the prince trying to save his enslaved people. Yeah. So and then so, yeah. they must give him money, and then he will marry them. The money, and he marries them. Yeah. I don't know. And then and then he uses Rupert to scare them off. Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, it wasn't as clear. It well, I haven't questioned it till now, so it I, must have been yeah. okay in my mind. It definitely I, I makes more sense that they would it. buy them a very expensive engagement ring and then get scared off by Hortense mm-hmm. and then keep the ring. Yeah. Like, yeah. that makes more sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That's like, right? oh, yeah. just keep it. Like, don't even bother, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> um, which, which, which version's your favorite? I think we all talked about this. Um, Alessandra, you had said it was Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Yes. Well, Nicole's is Dirty, Dirty, Rotten, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. <laughs> I liked Bedtime Story. I don't know if I like it more than Dirty Rotten Scoundrels or not. But, like, I really liked the first one, too. Just because I really liked Marlon Brando. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go with Bedtime Story. I, I like that one the best. All right. Yeah. That's great. Let's see. Oh, I kind of added this one. Like, do you, uh, do you like the idea of the originals where it's like the male main characters, like, uh, duping women, or do you think like a woman version could be better if it was written better? Like, like, like the, like the dynamic really. Yeah. I I think, I think that the, I think they're both funny. I think that the woman version might've been funnier if the casting was a little bit better. Maybe I love Rebel Wilson's in, Mm -hmm. in that role even. Yeah. So maybe not Anne Hathaway, but I don't know who would be, who would make a good counterpart to Rebel. Because yeah, I didn't like Anne Hathaway's character at all really either. Mm, Yeah. I didn't didn't like her accents. I didn't think she was very convincing. Mm -mm. She Mm -hmm. just, she And she's pretty, but I don't think she's like that sexy to be, like, drawing all these men in. Like, I don't know. I just felt like there could have been someone that meshed better with Rebel Wilson, but I don't know who. And then, um, I don't want to be like, oh, it should be that girl from, um, what is that movie with the, uh, what is it? I can't even remember. The, the one where they, they're in college and they sing. Oh, Pitch Perfect. Is it called? Don't, I thought oh, you loved Pitch Perfect. What's, what's oh, Anna Kendrick? Anna Kendrick? Anna Kendrick. Oh, but she's I don't right. really think that she's, yeah, Not, I don't think that she would be good there either. But I'm trying to think of who else would be good with. Well, Blake Lively was in uh, this other movie with Anna Kendrick. And I think Blake Lively is, again, one of those, like, also very Blake gorgeous. Blake Lively was pretty good in A Simple Favor. Yeah. She's sexy. Yeah. She was very conniving, like, mm-hmm. in that movie. She was crazy. Like, yeah. she was legit crazy. And that's maybe what we need. And she was awesome. Like, <laughs> yeah. I really liked her. She she probably could be so like two blondes, Rebel Wilson and Blake Lively. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that'd be fun. Yeah, or like Kate Beckinsale or oh yeah, maybe someone. She's with a, she's a little like, older, but yeah, she is older. Well, and, but I, so and I like pain. Yeah, I like exactly. that dynamic because one is supposed to be older. Yeah, I also feel like the story itself just needs a revamp because again, they're so hostile towards the other sex. Like, why can't I don't know. Why can't it just be a good heist movie with like a good pair? Well, that's, that's like good. You know, that's Ocean's Eight. Like that's why they I made know, that. I know. I know. Which was pretty I all know. right. So why can't we all just get along? <laughs> <laughs> Got to be this competition all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I definitely wanted this to be better because again, I think that a woman pair could have been really, really funny, really uh, creative. But again, yeah, I think. 
think it's time for someone else to try. So, try again in another 10 years. Another 10, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 10 to 20 years. Yeah. Uh, bedtime Story got a 54 Metascore. Uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels got an 8. They're a 68 Metascore. And The Hustle got a 35 Metascore. Yeah. Super. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, people are just basically complaining about how they don't have any chemistry at all. Which they don't. And before we get into the Metascores, I actually want to read the plot keywords for all three of these movies. Oh, yes, do it, Emily. That's a great idea. similar. Yes. somewhat different, especially Uh in regards to who's in these movies. (laughs) All right, so let's start from the oldest. So, Bedtime Story. The plot keywords are romantic rivalry, hairy chest, gigolo, Train station and reference to Herman Goring. And I, uh, I have <laughs> oh, Herman goodness. Goring up. Herman Wilhelm Goring was a German political and military leader, as well as as well as one of the most powerful figures in the Nazi Party that ruled Germany between 1933 and 1945. So he was a yeah. They hmm. also referenced Hitler in 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 a. Bedtime story as well, right? They did. So I don't know why yeah. they go to Ermann Göring first as another Nazi, but Hitler is not in there. Interesting. It's kind of weird. Yeah, definitely, definitely a lot of German references in the movie. Um, and I also loved how Lawrence would like be sculpting in this yes. in bedtime story. Like yeah. he's so refined. He's so, so refined. Funny. Yeah. And I and I loved how different they were in terms of like Lawrence showing him like how he should be spending his money. He's like, you know, I. I give my money to businesses that I would still like to see going, like, mm-hmm. you know, a silver, a silversmith and, like, a dance studio for, like, ballet and, and, um... A and woodwind that manufacturer was, or yeah, a fiddle, yeah, a fiddler. That was yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, guy, guy that makes fiddles. And then how different it is with the other one where it seemed like Michael Caine just kind of saved pieces of art from... Destruction. Yeah, from destruction and, and donating them to museums. So it definitely seems bit more updated by Dirty Rotten Scoundrels that like, because the first one was so random, it was like, I hope this fiddler makes fiddles. Like, no, <laughs> like, like, it's great. And then you watch the guy He's doing like, it, it's the like, town. they hired yeah, someone and, to do this. <laughs> and Marlon's like, I don't give a shit. Like, it's, yeah. it's just, it's so funny. Um, <clears throat> but then, the plot keywords for Dirty Rotten Scoundrels are bet, French Riviera, rivalry, gigolo again, uh, pretending to be mentally challenged. <laughs> Like, <laughs> a, oh, that's pretty that's on the nose. Pretty funny. Oh yeah. gosh! And then for the hustle, we've got con artist, two word title, female con artist, and remake of remake. Like these are just <laughs> yes. <laughs> and there's only four others. Like where are the rest of these plot keywords? I I really got to get on here and like fix these. What are the other ones? Is that what? Wait, sorted by. Relevance? I don't know. Yeah, I guess are there that's no, it. There are no others. This is it. That's it. Okay. Somebody. Well, lovely. Well, great. well, fantastic. You gotta write to IMDB. Wow. <laughs> you need to come up with better plot word, plot keywords. So let's see. We're gonna do, which one are we gonna do? So Bedtime Story actually has some Metacritic reviews? It says right. it. There's some, yeah. And they're very short. Uh, oh, okay. The New York Times says, mark this one down as good, crisp, fun. That's it. <laughs> Good okay. Crisp. And then and TV Guide magazine said a disappointing attempt at comedy considering the names of the creators and the adroitness of the stars. That was a 25, so that was not good. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Considering the names of the creators, uh who are the creators? I'm curious now. The writers? Stanley Shapiro and Paul Henning? Yeah, I guess uh, wanna, uh, they just make a lot of other funny things. Uh, apparently, uh, they helped out with Dirty Rotten Scoundrels as well. The, oh, I see that. Yeah, yeah so that's kind of cool. Yeah, both of oh. them did. So, all right. Didn't know that's that. crazy. Oh, yeah. The Beverly, or the Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah, there was three people what? that wrote Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. And the Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah. Interesting. So I, there crazy. It seems like this other guy in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, Dale Launer, is a younger person, obviously. So he, I think he's the one who helped updated it in the 80s. Interesting. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so now we're looking at Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, what's got a 68. Uh, let's 
take a what's happening over there, Alessandro? Oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> Harlem shit. I, I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Let's see. I'm taking a look at these. I really should look at these before we start. <laughs> So I know which ones to read. The Globe and Mail Toronto says, Most of this is bald and very funny. Some of it is witty and even funnier. What does that even mean? <laughs> what, kind of, <laughs> what kind of review is that? I don't know. Roger Ebert for the Chicago Sun-Times says, The chemistry between Martin and Kane is fun, and Headley provides a resilient foil as a woman who looks like a pushover but somehow never seems to topple. Mm. That's a very good review. Thank you, Roger Ebert. Thank you. Yeah, but they got pretty good. Lots of green, lots of green good reviews. Yeah. I mean, it's a good movie. It is. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a good one. It's a classic and comedy right. that a lot of people talk about today. And some of these are just like hurtful at the bottom, like a disappointing <laughs> comedy from the San Francisco Chronicle. Like, come on. What? I don't Which think it's disappointing. It's a snail's pace. It is a little bit long, but it's funny. And I don't want to and I don't want to chalk that up to it not being funny enough because I think the comedy was very well placed. I think the story itself is a little slow. Yeah, mm -hmm. I would say that too. So, but I definitely would not say that it's I not liked funny. in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels when um he meets Fanny Eubanks and the butler or the guy keeps pushing him into the pushing her into the like the yes. leaves, like pushing her against the leaves, yes. it was so yeah. funny. <laughs> She's like, was so funny He's like, going to the side. Yeah, and then in both of them, um, the Lawrence character just like jumps off the railing yes, and just runs and off just into the runs night. Off, runs yeah. off into the, the bushes. Like so funny. What is that about? But which totally makes sense if the same writers were on both. That's super interesting. I can't even get over that. Well, there was another oh, guy, too. It so wasn't Stanley just... Shapiro... Oh, it <clears throat> says screenplay by Stanley Shapiro and Paul Hast uh, Henley, which Henning... Henning? Again. Were also on The Hustle. The Hustle. But the, the screenplay... So did they just adapt the screenplay that they had originally written? Yeah, maybe they still... The they still have to, like... Um, like credit them because they did write the original screenplay. Mm, yeah, right. Well, they have the writing. They have story by Stanley and Paul, and then also writing credits by Stanley Paul. Are they still alive? Well, on Stanley's page it says he's sixty-five years old, which means he would have written the original movie, um, Bedtime Story, when he was in his twenties. Yeah, I see that. What? <laughs> Hmm. I, I'm so confused. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they they oh. are credited on the... But there's other screen... To... There's other people, because there's just more people who adapted it, including that Dale Launer guy who wrote uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels as well, and then this other guy, Jack mm -hmm. Schaefer. So I feel like they're just adapting... Or this woman, excuse me. Jack Schaefer is a woman. Um, cool. She wrote... She made that movie Timer. Oh, and she's writing an episode for the new uh, Black... She's writing the screenplay for Black Widow and uh, an episode of WandaVision. Oh, Timer, you told me about this movie. Did yeah. you end up watching it? I love that movie, man. Yeah, it's, it was on Netflix. It was like... It was good. Yeah. I think I... I don't know. I, th I think I saw that one because I remember you telling me about it. Yeah. Let's see. Back to the Metascore. All right, so the Hessel got thirty-five, which is not good. Oh, wow. Okay. Um. Well, the playlist gave it a sixteen. <laughs> the Hustle is profoundly stupid, and it treats its audience as though they're even less intelligent than it is. Yeah. Oh well. I like the Guardian one, which is a 20. Anne Hathaway denotes a Megatron blast of pure unfunniness in this terrifying yeah. film. <laughs> I was reading that, too. Like, I'm sorry, but Anne Hathaway is not funny. A Megatron blast. A mega, a megaton blast. Megaton. Excuse like, me. Like, she, in, she incinerates the, Funny. the funniness. Yeah. It's so, so funny. That's so so harsh. Oh, this one from um, the Philadelphia Daily News. Wilson and Hathaway don't click. And we totally agree that yeah, yeah. I feel like the casting could have been better. 
Definitely. The characters feel as if they were workshopped separately, mm-hmm. and well. efforts to combine their comic energy on screen fall flat. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And the highest one does, from the movie Nation, does say that it is old-fashioned, which is what you were saying, Emily. It's kind of an old-fashioned thing. It says, the mark is a tad green and less interesting, but sometimes it's fun to watch two wildly different stars mix it up in sumptuous settings and seemingly have a ball doing it. And that's why I kind of enjoyed this movie. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy the story, but I feel like if you're gonna remake it now, it, it needs a pretty hefty facelift. Like, it's, yeah. it's old. It's an old story, and I don't think it... And what they spend their time doing, though, if it's already written, why, like... Yeah. It's already... Most of the work is done. You just gotta refine it, so... Really? I felt like it took a step back. Yeah. The fact that you already had pretty much the story and the screenplay. Like, and, and I feel like that's what Dirty Rotten Scoundrels did right, was that they pretty much took... A, like they said a lot of the same mm-hmm. things and the lines were pretty there wasn't mm-hmm. a lot of straying at all mm-hmm. definitely not and and they I thought it was structured it. better than bedtime story actually I thought it was just mm-hmm. a, a little more complicated a little bit more uh, like organized and entertaining um, just because you know films got better so yeah and then the casting obviously yeah really and good. I think the comedy did make this the, the the length not seem so bad because I, I think bedtime story did feel the longest. Like I was watching it this morning before we started, and I was I was I was halfway through and I was like, oh, I thought I was Here farther than this. He's talked his way into someone else's house again. Here we go. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. Like <laughs> these situations were just ridiculous. Um, but yeah, that was that was the hustle bedtime story and dirty rotten scoundrels. Um, oh yeah, I have one more question. What was your favorite funny moment? Did we already go over this? <laughs> um, from from any of the movies, I guess. I yeah. of course I love I love Rupert. <laughs> I like when uh, in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels when he's like pulling him on, like they're riding their bikes and he's like trying to follow <laughs> behind. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> that is funny. That's true. Thanks. And when he when the... he drops the um when he like pretends to fall down the stairs and like yes, and he... crashes the <laughs> is like yelling and then by the time he gets to the bottom he like lays down I, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. How ridiculous was the Marlon Brando wheelchair like going off the railing scene? Like he's, <laughs> he's like he's like speeding down a grass hill like yeah. like running into barns like I was like what is happening. <laughs> Yeah. I think my favorite uh, the um in, in the, the hustle my yeah. favorite one was when she's at the the table and she's asking Anne Hathaway to move over and she's like if this sir can yeah. move over and she's like <laughs> grabbing, grabbing her, her flat chest. <laughs> yeah. Sir, please. <laughs> sir. That was the best sir. the best of that movie. Yeah, that was But Rupert good. definitely is my favorite from Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Any anything that he does when he's banging his pots and pans or swinging on his tire swing in the corner of his, <laughs> his room. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So funny. And did you see Marlon Brando's mesh shirt when he was on that tractor? <laughs> oh, God. Like, he was wearing some AJ would wear. Like, from Backstreet Boys. <laughs> like, like, it legit, like, had holes in it. Oh, my God. It was so funny. Um, yeah, I remember there being a really funny scene in The Hustle, but I just cannot seem to remember it, so it must have not been that funny. <laughs> like, I can't remember. I don't know. Just a lot of the stuff that she would say was, like, really funny. Like, I don't even... I can't think back. It's been a while since I'd seen that movie. Ugh. I can't either. I saw it, like, weeks ago. I don't remember anymore. Um, but yeah. So, if you, if you liked any of these movies, Bedtime Story, The Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, or The Hustle, you can let us know. You can comment down below on SoundCloud. Just search All By The Popcorn Podcast. And, uh, or in Facebook, you can search All By The Popcorn Podcast and like our page. Uh, please leave a review if you like this episode or any of our other episodes. Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. We would love to know what you guys think, and that would make it easier for other podcast listeners to find us. Uh, if you need notifications on future episodes we release, uh, you can follow our various social media. That's There's Twitter, at ByThePopcorn, and Instagram, at AllByThePopcornPodcast. Let Emily and Alessandra know what episodes you want to hear. Yeah, and you can send those suggestions to either of our emails. We've got 
allaboutthepopcorn at gmail.com or allaboutthepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. And nice we have merch. Done. Go check that out too. Yeah, we, we do. We never bring up our merch. We don't. We, we have a shirt that, that says "Accomplished Woman." If you listen to our Pride and Prejudice radio play, um, and we also have we've got like bags and yeah, and the, the stuff with the with the logo on it. Yeah, and with the logo on <laughs> it. Stuff and so. things. Stuff and things. <laughs> stuff and things. All right. Well, All right. Thank you so much, Nicole, for uh, joining our episode today. Um, this was a lot of fun. I, I'd love to have you back. Yeah, thank you. I had fun. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Nicole. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 